1820, six-year-old Esther McQuig studied her mother making tea. I could do that, she said. Make tea, asked Mama. The older girls do that. But I want to learn, said Esther. And she did. She pumped water into the kettle and set it on the wood stove to boil. She scooped tea leaves into the teapot, then poured steaming water over them. Esther strained the tea into cups, one for her mother, one for herself. As they sat near the window of their New York house, Esther saw men riding by in their best suits, some carrying flags. Where are those men going, Mama? asked Esther. They are going to vote for the next president of the United States, Mama said. Will Papa vote? Yes, Papa always votes. Will you vote, Mama? No, dear. Only men can vote. When Esther was eight, she watched her mother sew a fine seam. The needle pulled thread in and out, in and out, tracking tiny, even stitches across the fabric. Esther felt her hands mimicking her mother's. I could do that, she said. And she did. She made clothes for her doll from scraps. And when her stitches became neat and straight, she sewed a shirt for Papa. Lovely shirt, Esther. When Esther was 11, her mother died. And for the first time, she saw her father cry. He gathered his 11 children together. I don't know what we'll do without your mama, he said. I'm depending on each of you to be brave and to take care of one another. Esther, eighth of the 11, cried too. But then she said, I can do that, Papa. And she did. When Esther was 19, six feet tall and on her own, she earned a living making dresses with leg of mutton sleeves for society ladies. When the ladies wanted hats to match the dresses, Esther designed and made those too. Soon she thought of opening a millinery shop. You are much too young to run a business, she was told. I don't see why, was Esther's reply. And with that, she opened a hat shop in Owego, New York. Esther started attending abolitionist meetings at her church. But a throng of people who believed in the right to own slaves threatened to stop the meetings, even if they had to tear down the Baptist church where they were held. You can't do that, Esther said. I'll stop anyone who tries. When Esther was 28, she married Artemis Slack, 
and a few years later had a son they called Archie. But when Artemis died in an accident, Esther made a big decision. I'm moving to Illinois, she told her friends. I'll claim the land Artemis owned there and raise our son. You can't do that, her friends cried. Illinois is the very edge of civilization. It's full of dangerous people and wild animals. Yes, she said, I can. And that was that. In Illinois, she fought long and hard to claim Artemis's land, but was denied her...